Oh, let's give the Lord praise this morning. If he's ever worked a miracle in your life, hallelujah, Lord, we glorify you this morning. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. It would do some of you, maybe a lot of you, maybe all of us, some good to get you some type of notebook and start writing things down that the only way you could describe it is, God, this is going to take a miracle. And then check back on it six months later, a year later. I've got a little book that I write in probably about every six to nine months. And I'll write a list, date it. God, I don't have an answer for this. This is, you're going to have to work this out because I can't figure it out. And I have no answers. And I go and I write it down. Then I go back to previous pages and I start checking things off. Lord, you did it. Lord, you did it. Lord, you did it. He really is a miracle worker. He really is a miracle working God. Praise God. Stand with me this morning. If you're able to stand, I'm going to go to the word of the Lord today. And uh, I'm just going to kind of be in this vein for a little while. I felt and I... I mentioned it, uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and I felt the Lord speaking to me that we were in transition, and uh, as the weeks and the months have gone on, uh, this has very, very much proven to be true, the things that the Lord has been speaking to me in direction and... and uh, what the Lord is going to do in us as a church and as a body. Praise God. Do you love the Lord this morning? I love Him today. Hallelujah. He's such a good God. He's such a good God. Praise God. Mark chapter 2, verses 21 through 22. As you're turning there, our Christmas service will be on the 15th. Uh, The p.m. service is when we will bring our gift to the Lord Jesus a financial gift, and it will go towards um, being a blessing to church planters in North America, uh, United Pentecostal Church church planters, and um, we will bring that gift on the 15th. Brother uh, and Sister Lewis, Bobby Lewis and his wife, um, missionaries to Germany, will be with us that Sunday morning and Sunday night, and uh, we'll uh, be preaching the Word and uh, it's going to be a great time. I actually just got to meet Brother Lewis uh, a few months ago uh, at a wedding. His son got married to, some of you know, the Labats. Um, uh, anyway, there was a wedding with the kids, and I met him, had not met him before. And, and uh, we acted a little bit and got connected. And uh, so he will be here, and, and uh, it'll be a great weekend. We'll celebrate uh, Christmas and give the Lord a gift, a financial gift. And... Um, just you know, just a word to the wise. Don't go run up a bunch of debt to buy gifts for people that that don't know if you love them anyway. If they love you, they know you got a budget, and and you you know you don't have to spend money impressing people, you know. Because at the end of the day, it's just stuff that's going to get old, and and you know, maybe it's taken me thirty years to realize this, but you know, you could buy 
kid a gift. And then three hours later, I won't name any names, but she would be playing with a rag. Christmas morning, open presents, three hours later, playing with a rag. I'm like, because stuff gets old, and it gets old quick, and it's just stuff. And, um, you know, I don't, I, I, I'm all for giving gifts, but our society is crazy. I saw, I saw a, 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 a uh, you know, we see it every year on Friday, or no, on Saturday after Black Friday, all the people that get in fights at the store on Black Friday, people fighting over stuff. And it's, it, one article said, the day where we, we lose all of our dignity and respect for ourselves is on Black Friday. You know, it, it's crazy, and, and we went, uh, not, it's not crazy, but Thanksgiving when we were eating, we went around the table and we just named one thing that we're thankful for. And, um, you know, we really don't realize how much in America, the economy that we have and all of the stuff we have at our fingertips we have so much stuff at our fingertips, and we go to the store. If you want a new gadget, we have the ability to go buy it. And we have so much stuff, but we are very blessed to live in a, uh, in a nation where we don't lack for things. You know, we are very blessed. And, uh, but things are just, at the end of the day, it's just stuff. And it'll leave you empty, and it'll leave you lonely. But the only thing that can fill the void in your heart is not stuff, it's not things, not anything money can buy. But the only thing that will fill that void in your spirit is being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Does somebody believe that this morning? Hallelujah. Mark chapter 2, verse 21 and 22. No man also soweth a piece of new cloth on an old garment, else the new piece that filled it up taketh away from the old, and the rent is made worse. And no man putteth new wine into old bottles, else the new wine doth burst the bottles, and the wine is spilled, and the bottles will be marred. But new wine must be put into new bottles. New wine new bottles, old wine, old bottles, new wine, new bottles. I'm just going to talk about new wine and new bottles this morning. I know it's been Thanksgiving week and, and we've been kind of running back and forth and so it takes a little bit of time for us to get our to get our minds completely back together. The presence of the Lord is here today, uh, but we're going to preach here this morning. The Lord's going to speak to us. I'm not going to abuse you this morning and hold you too long, but we didn't have church on Wednesday or Tuesday, so I can make up, right? I'm just kidding. Let's lift our hands to the Lord this morning, and let's just talk to him again one more time. Let your voice out today with boldness. Hallelujah, Lord. We bless your name in this house this morning. You are a miracle worker. Hallelujah. You are a miracle worker. You are a miracle worker, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. You're going to minister to us today. 
Hallelujah, Lord, you're going to touch us today. Lord, you're going to speak to us today. You're going to impart into us today. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what you've already done this morning. We thank you for your spirit and for your power and for your presence in this place. Hallelujah. Let's just talk to him for a moment right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name, Jesus. Clap your hands one more time to the Lord. You can be seated this morning. Praise God. Praise God. New wine in new bottles. Praise God. Brother Hayes has got to turn the heater off. Brother Lockwood thought I was talking about the water. The heater is still on the baptistry, so if somebody gets baptized today, it be, might be a little warm. Well, you want, it won't be cold. It won't be cold. Praise God. New wine in new bottles. Jesus, in this particular passage, he's teaching and he's talking. And his ultimate um, application for this particular verse of Scripture, he's talking about going from the dispensation of the law of Moses into the dispensation of grace where the Holy Ghost will be poured out and God is going to do something new in them. And he's teaching and preparing them. As a matter of fact, as according to this particular verse of Scripture and, and the way it's recorded in the book of Acts, when they saw them filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, they said, are these full of new wine? Peter said, these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it's but the third hour of the day, but this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. What had happened on the day of Pentecost is new wine was put into new bottles. Jesus wasn't going to do it the same way. He wasn't going to put new wine into the law of Moses and keep doing things the way that it had been done. But there was a major transition that was about to happen. And he was telling them that you don't take a new piece of cloth and, and, and put it together with a, 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 an old garment. But you... You have a completely new garment, and if you're going to put new wine into a bottle, make sure it's not an old bottle, but it would be a new, waddle, a new bottle in case the old bottle breaks, and then you lose everything. And where God is, is wanting to transition us to now is a place where when God pours out his Spirit, and does something new, he doesn't want it to go to waste. And I and I, I know that, that God has done tremendous things, but I, I, I am I, I, I've been hungry for God to, to do something new and to take us to a new place. And I and I don't want to be a vessel, and I don't want us as a church to be a congregation where God pours out his blessing in abundance, where God transitions us into something new, only for it to be poured out. And for it ultimately to be wasted. 
And that's what he is telling them. I, I'm not going to pour new wine into old bottles because the old bottles cannot handle the new thing that I'm wanting to do. The old way of doing things has been good for a while, but I'm getting ready to transition you into something that's different. And while it, it will be new and while it will be different, that what, what God is going to do is going to be poured into those new bottles and the new bottles are not going to break under the pressure of the new wine. They are not going to break under the pressure of the new thing that he is going to do. I've come to tell us this morning that God is transitioning us into something new. It's going to be new wine into new bottles. It will be new. It will be something different, but God has got to get a hold of the bottle and he's got to rearrange it and make sure that we're in a position and we're in a place that we can handle what God is wanting to do in us. <coughs> I, don't want to, I don't want God to pour out his blessing upon me and watch it slip through my fingers for me to experience it for a moment but not be able to handle it for a long period of time. God is interested in quality more than he is in quantity. He wants us to retain everything that he gives us. Yes, there, there could be a major influx, but what is the, the quality of what God is doing? I'm interested in what God does, yes, on a great and a bigger scale than he's ever done here. But we can never get to a point where we sacrifice quality for quantity. That we say, okay, we'll lower our standards so we can have more. No, God's way of doing things is he wants to pour new wine into new bottles. That means that God is going to work on us and rearrange us and change us and help us for him to pour something new in us. We live in a time and maybe it's not just this time. Maybe this is how humanity is. Our carnal nature where people want transformation without regeneration. Where we want God to do something great in my, we want the benefits of what God can do, but we don't want God to change us completely. But the truth of the matter is, is you don't get one without the other. You cannot have one and not the other. The world is full of people who are searching for God to do something good in them, but they just want to keep the old lifestyle they had. They want to live the same way they have always lived but get confused when the blessings of God are not poured out upon them and, and they don't experience any change in their life. I want to tell you this morning that if you've never experienced Book of Acts Bible salvation, being baptized in Jesus' name and being filled with the Holy Ghost, you will never experience the blessing of God the way that he has intended for you to experience it. Because transformation does not come without being regenerated, without your soul being, uh, uh, without life coming into your spirit. Romans chapter 12 and verse number 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So the renewing of my mind 
is what brings about transformation. Let's read in Titus chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. But them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost the renewing of the Holy Ghost in our lives the spirit of God comes in it begins to change our mind and when our mind is changed then we can experience transformation I've come to tell somebody also this morning you may have sought after God and wondered why your prayers have gone unanswered. I want to tell you that true transformation happens in your life when regeneration happens in your spirit. You cannot have the transformation of the Holy Ghost apart from being filled with his spirit and being baptized in his name. You can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost in this place this morning. You can be baptized in the name of Jesus in this place this morning and all your sins can be washed away. It's not an it's not it's not a, 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 a suggestion, but rather it is an ultimatum. You must be born of the water and of the spirit, or you cannot see the kingdom of God. But at the same time, moving on, and this is applicable at every at every area and level. And we are at a, 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 a Y in the road, I guess you could say, where God is leading us at a juncture where God is going to do something new in us as a congregation. But he's not going to pour new wine into old bottles. He's not going to ultimately do what he wants to do while we stay the same. But I've got to be willing to submit to the hand of the potter and get out of my comfort zone and allow God to begin to use me and make myself available for the plan of God in my life. If we will make ourselves available, God will not disappoint us. If we will make ourselves available for him to pour new wine into us and for me to abandon my old way of thinking or to abandon my routine or my religious desires, then God is going to do something. But I want to tell us today that he wants to pour new wine into new bottles because if he pours out his spirit, if he pours out his plan upon us the way we are it might just very well slip through our fingers and I can't stand to think of God pouring out his blessings upon us to pour out increase in us in us as a congregation and it slipped through my fingers I'm not hungry just for an outpouring of his spirit I'm hungry to contain everything that he pours into us 
There's not a problem with his spirit. There's a problem with the container. There's never been a problem with God. There's not a one of us that want God to save Springfield more than he wants to save Springfield. None of us have any blood in this. He's the one that went to Calvary. He's the one that went to the cross. He wants to save this city. He wants to pour out revival and harvest. But I've got to admit to myself there's nothing wrong with him. But there might be something God wants to do in me. And I've got to submit to him and say, God, I'll do it the way you want me to do it. new wine in new bottles it's crazy to try to do something new with an old way of thinking and God is wanting to transition us He's wanting us to realize that if we will if we will submit to the process of where he is leading us and where we are going, we're not just changing Wednesday night to Tuesday night just to change it up because we're bored with Wednesday night. No, there's a whole new way of thinking. God, it, 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 it's great that the word of God is preached here and taught here, but you in but many of you in this room are going to sit in a living room somewhere and you're going to share the word of God with people that might be... Uh, too cautious to come to church and they're going to hear you and they're going to listen to you. It doesn't matter if you've never taught a Bible study before. It doesn't matter if, if, if you can come up with every reason of why you're disqualified. God is going, when God begins to work, he's going to make it easy. He's going to do it in such a way that it's just, we know that it is a God thing. I'm not saying you won't ever encounter difficulties in the process, but I'm talking about new wine in new bottles. We've got to shift and we've got to transition where God is taking us. I'm telling you the voice of God to this congregation right now is get ready because there's new wine coming but it's not going to be poured into old bottles it's going to be poured into new bottles God has given us promises God has given us dreams and visions and desires we have prayed about it we have fasted about it we've interceded over it and God is going to do it but God I'm afraid is not waiting on us to pray harder or to pray more he's already promised us he's waiting on us as a congregation to to tie our boots up and to get boots on the ground out there. He's waiting on us to say, okay, God, I'm willing to abandon my own way of doing things. Pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers. I don't know if it was two weeks ago. Was it Sunday night two weeks ago? I said, let's take a challenge for the next 45 days to the end of the year and don't pray about anything for yourself but let your prayer turn outward and get out of the mode of Lord help me Lord fix this in my life change this in my life we've got to get to the point where my prayers are about the harvest I've got I've got to shift my thinking. It's not about it's not about uh, 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 what I can what I can do for me or what God can do for me and how God can make my life easier. But but when you when you come in contact with somebody, when God gives you a burden for somebody that's never experienced salvation, and you really get a, a grasp on the fact that unless they obey the gospel, unless their eyes are open and revelation comes into their life, they're going to be lost forever, and they're going to spend eternity in 
hell will realize that our problems really aren't as bad as we thought our problems are when we get a grasp on the fact that there are prisoners in the spirit that are sighing and hoping someone will hear them. God, I'm going to tell you, God is going to pour new wine into new bottles because this is a body that is going to say, okay, God, we're going to go where you tell us to go. We're going to go with boldness and with faith, and you are going to bless what you said you're going to do. I wonder if we can lift our hands for a moment and love the Lord right now. Can we do that? Lift your voice and magnify him right now. Hallelujah. 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 Well, I don't want to change. If we could get a grasp on how good the new wine is. If we could get an idea, just a, just a glimpse of what it's like for God to use me, maybe in a way that I thought was beyond me being used. If we can just get a taste for the new wine, we would abandon the way we've always done it and the way we've always thought and the routines that we're used to doing and, and our expectations for what church is supposed to be. There is revival. There is there is harvest. The revival is here. There is harvest, and 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 we we've never been really waiting on God as much as God is waiting on us. And I know I'm just kind of plowing this morning, but I want to tell you that there is so much power and so much anointing and so much faith that flows through this body. That it, 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 it's so, the weekend with Brother Robinette, what power of God, what, what an amazing power of God we felt and what amazing moves of God we have on a regular basis here and, and the, the, the anointing that is here and that's great and I'm thankful for it and, and I don't want that to change but what God is wanting to do, he's wanting to get that same power and that same anointing out of, of here and get it into your home, get it around your kitchen table, get it, get it at, at, at Walmart talking to somebody when you, you strike up a conversation with somebody then all of a sudden you realize that God has led you to them at that time and for the for and the reason that God gave you the Holy Ghost was so in that moment the Holy Ghost could could flow through you as a conduit for him to minister unto them I want to tell you that this is a mighty army that God is raising up and we are going to see great harvest but God is not going to do it maybe in the way that we thought he was going to do it We have a lot of, and, they, and I say this as, as a whole, a lot of religious tradition that subconsciously we are addicted to, that while we may not say it out loud, subconsciously, or maybe consciously, our brain says, well, we've never done it that way before. There might be a lot of things that the Lord begins to shift that we've never quite done it that way before here. Because I'm not just interested in fulfilling the normal routine that we've always done. I'm interested in finding the flow of the Holy Ghost and finding what God is blessing 
and walking in the blessing and the favor of God. There will never be a time where prayer is more important than right now. Prayer, intercessory prayer is the, the bedrock and the foundation of this church. It's the reason why we have such great moves of God here is because of powerful prayer. The doctrine, holiness, everything that we believe, the bedrock of the word of God, the New Testament church, New Testament salvation will always stay the same. But if we are married to our methods, we might just miss what God is wanting to do. And that's why, that's why the Pharisees looked at Jesus. The Sadducees, they were looking at the manifestation of God. And they missed it. They missed it because their tradition says this, this can't be. They were so married to their tradition that they watched miracles happen. And they were so blinded by their religious tradition that they could not even see that Jesus was raising the dead and cleansing lepers. And they were concerned about whether or not he washed his hands before he ate. That's what tradition will do. Tradition will ignore the supernatural flow of the Holy Ghost. And there has to be checks and balances with everything that we do. Everything has got to line up with the Word of God. But hear me. In this church, in this city, God is not going to, uh, to pour out harvest and revival the way we might have always thought he was going to do it. Because subconsciously, I think we think we're just going to sit on the pew and they're all going to come streaming in and we're going to say, thank you, Jesus, for bringing them from nowhere. Now, do I believe that there's a drawing of the Holy Ghost that people are going to show up that we didn't invite? Yeah, absolutely. But that ain't going to be the majority of it. God's going to use us. And we're going to have to do it intentionally. There's no church that just accidentally has revival. There are no new converts that just accidentally get discipled. There's no new person that just accidentally gets connected with the body. But it all happens intentionally. And it all happens on purpose with the power of the Holy Ghost moving through us. And us just being a conduit, just a channel for God to move through. It's not in how hard I can work or how great I can be. It's about my availability for God to use me at any time. I, I, I have been, I have been uh, uh, the Lord has been talking to me and I have made it my personal personal desire and I've been trying and and, and I haven't got it right every time but when I I have to go to Walmart or when I have to go to the grocery store or when I have to go run errands here and there I'm not going running errands for me or my family or going to take something back at Hobby Lobby because my wife is doing it maybe somebody is there that God wants to connect me with. And I've got to be available to the Holy Ghost 24 hours a day. I don't have one hour or one window of time in the day where I say, okay, God, I'll do outreach on this particular time of the day. That part is for you. The rest is for me. No, we've got to get rid of this mindset of this is my day, this is my time. I've got me time. I No, God, I'm available to you anytime you need to use me. 
That's the, that's the new bottles that I'm talking about. I'm talking about an availability to the Holy Ghost. Anytime he wants to use me, when I go about my day, I could, I could think I'm just running errands or I'm just doing what I've got to do. But there may be somebody that God is setting in my path. And if my religious mindset gets in the way and says, well, it's not outreach time right now. That's for the summer on Saturdays then I could miss what God is wanting to do. God's wanting to pour new wine into new bottles, into a new way of thinking. He's going to do things a new way. God is not just going to do, the, the, do things the way he always uh, ha- has done them, but God is wanting to thrust us out into the harvest. He's wanting there to be transformation. He's wanting there to be regeneration. He's wanting there to be a change of our mind. He's wanting there to be a change of our spirit. I've got to see myself as somebody that can be used by God. Anytime he wants to use me. But I feel that we have, I fear that we have fallen victim as a church at large. Well, this is my time. I need my day off. I need my me time. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you something. Secret. If we spend time that we should in the presence of God, praying in the Holy Ghost and building up our faith, our spirit will not be as drained and zapped. Me time will not give you anything more than the Holy Ghost can give you. I'm not saying you never take a day off. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm just saying that we can oftentimes barricade ourselves Behind this fortress of, well, I'm tired and I, I, you know, I've got to make sure that things are good here and, and I've got, then, then I can be a part of, no, 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 God's going to, God's looking for people that are available all the time. He's looking for somebody that he can flow through. He's looking for somebody that he can use like he's never used them before. He's looking for availability. He's looking for somebody that says, God, I'll have to do it according to how we've always done it. My mindset of how I think it's supposed to be. But people in this congregation right now, you're going to win people in the most unusual ways who was it who was it that was talking to Teresa called on the phone they were pranking somebody who somebody help me out tell me just tell it tell it tell it A prank call, and somebody's in the church today because they called the right house. I'm talking about being available for God to start using you and for you to recognize that moment when God is wanting to flow through you. I fear, and, and, and I've done it, and we've all done it, that God has opened a door, and because my mind was somewhere else, because my brain said that, that this isn't an open door, or my brain didn't, my brain was in control, and I didn't have the mind of Christ in that moment, I missed an opportunity that God wanted to use me as a conduit to flow through me, but that time is coming to an end, and God is going to, man, I feel the Holy Ghost, God is going to transition 
direction our thinking and we are, we are going to truly as the Bible says look up and we are going to see the harvest that it is ready and it is white unto harvest that our mind is going to be sharp and tuned in to the things of God that our spirit is going to be plugged into what God is wanting to do I'm telling you God is going to pour out new wine into new bottles he's going to do a new thing in this congregation Hallelujah. Stand with me this morning. Hallelujah. We just need the Lord to shake us up. Get us out of our comfort zone. No more excuses. No more reasons why I can't be involved in the harvest. No more reasons why God can't use me. He can use everybody else, but he can't use me. No, that's a lie from the devil. God can use you to reach somebody. You may do it a little bit differently than somebody else. That's okay, but you can be a conduit for the Holy Ghost to move through you. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to preach this until it really gets in our spirit, until faith gets a hold of us, that God is waiting on us to, 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 to tie our boots up and to get boots on the ground in the harvest because God is going to use us. Hallelujah. I want you to gather with me around the front this morning. Hallelujah. He's going to pour new wine into new bottles. There's a transition. There's a shift that's happening. I, I, I hear the, the Holy Ghost. and I, It's like I see a green light in the spirit. Now it's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go. But tell you, our time is short in this nation. It's wrapping up pretty quick. We have a window of time. The Antichrist spirit is moving in this country. And the time will come where we will be nostalgic about the days where there was no resistance against the gospel. We'll talk about the days. The day will come when we will talk and we will reminisce with regret of how much we didn't do when there was no resistance. I told Brother Corbin this. The one thing that's going to get the American church off the hook when we stand before God in judgment is how much money we gave to foreign missions. If something gets us, gets us off the hook, that'll be it because we, we've got so much stuff and we've got so much time. It's just us as Americans. We, we just, we don't have any resistance here. And because of no resistance after a period of time, it has, it has bred lackadaisical attitude. Well, I'll get it later. I got to get my stuff done. I'm going to tell you that God is trying to position us now. He's trying to get us together now. I'm going to tell you what I felt in the Holy Ghost months ago, six, eight months ago. Part of the reason why we are moving into small groups now is because the time will come, I don't know, maybe 10 years, I don't know, I don't know, put a number on it. The time will come where we will have to have this organized because we may not have all the stuff we have on this property. That's how, that's how close I really believe we are to the end. That we're going to have to be organized in homes for the church to flourish but the good news is, is this is book of Acts from the beginning. And God designed his church 2,000 years ago to flourish in whatever capacity it could. An infinite harvest because it cannot be snuffed out. There's a framework that God is wanting to establish in this church beyond just Sunday and next year will be Sunday, Tuesday. He's wanting to pour new wine into new bottles. 
new wine into new bottles. He's not going to pour new wine into the old way. We won't retain because that, wa- that bottle will bust. He won't retain it. But God's going to pour out his spirit. He's going to pour, pour out harvest in this city, in this congregation. This congregation, there's going to be multiple congregations in this city. It's not going to be just one congregation. There are going to be multiple congregations as a part of the Pentecostals of Springfield because God's going to pour it out. And we're going to adjust and adapt and, and learn the framework of what God is going to do. It's the way he planned it and designed it from the beginning. I wonder if we can lift our hands right now and lift our voice. Lord Jesus, help our mind to transition. I take authority and dominion over the old way of thinking. In the name of Jesus, we surrender our mind to you this morning. We surrender our religiosity to you this morning. We repent of it in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, Lord, you're going to pour new wine into new bottles. You're going to pour new wine into new bottles. It is coming. You are going to do it. There is a transition happening in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody press through right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. New wine into new bottles. God, you're going to do it. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God, I don't want to miss it. 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 Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Reach over and pray for somebody close to you. Grab somebody by the hand. Put your hand on their shoulder. Let's pray one for another right now. Let there be a release in this place. Let there be a connection throughout this uh, 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 sanctuary this morning. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we are surrendered to you, O God. In the name of Jesus, we are surrendered to your plan. We are surrendered to your way in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. There's somebody that they're going to teach a Bible study to. There's somebody, God, you're going to put it in their way. You're going to connect them, God, and you're going to open the door. God, you're going to do it. 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 Hallelujah. Let's press for just a moment this morning. Let's press for a moment this morning. There's something that's being released here today. There's something God's doing in us right now. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. Move to somebody else quickly. Move to somebody else quickly. And join hands with them. Link up with them right now. Move to somebody else quickly and pray with them, Lord. We want to be the vessel that you want to be poured into, that you want to pour into. In the name of Jesus, I don't want to be stuck in my own way of doing things. But God, I want to be a vessel. I want to be a conduit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Lord, I impart faith in the name of Jesus. I loose it in Jesus' name. I loose faith. Let our eyes be open to the harvest. Let our eyes be open to what you're going to do. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, that's it. Some folks are receiving something from the Lord right now. God is touching people right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, new wine, new bottles, new wine in new bottles, new wine in new bottles. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Hallelujah. Lift our hands again to the Lord and just in your own words, tell the Lord, Lord, I'm available for you. Lord, I don't want to be stuck in old ways of tradition in my mind, but Lord, I want to follow the leading of your spirit just like they did in the book of Acts. Lord, like they did in the Bible, I want to be led of your spirit to those people that are hungry. Lord, I'm willing to teach your word. I'm willing to get out into the harvest field. I'm willing to abandon how I've always thought it's supposed to be done or how I thought it was going to happen. God, I want to be a part of your plan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 